0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda and I'm here with Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, Linda. And we are from Cooking with Steam. And today, Paul, one of the issues that we see a lot of people talking and asking us about is how to adapt a recipe for steam or for combi steam but mainly for steam so I'd really be guided by this because I can add nothing
1: yeah okay Um, well it is I mean it's topical certainly Um, and the funny thing is is most and I'm like tarring everyone with a pretty broad brush here but most people have a rotation of about between sort of 7 to 10 dishes that they cook at home regularly okay and even if they get a new appliance let's say a new combi steam oven they'll then continue those you know 7 to 10 recipes and hopefully every now and again they might try something new um, but with that said how do they convert past experience and what they already know to their new appliance or a new cooking function I suppose um, so that Probably the easiest one to explain is certainly the the combi-steam oven functions or the combination modes or whatever the brand calls it. And that's where you have an element of dry heat and steam cooking together. Um, And pretty much any recipe that uses its base as fan-forced, you can convert. Now, the question then comes is, what sort of level of steam do I use for that? Um, recipe so it's kind of rule of thumb that I've tried to teach people and go with is um, if you add a higher percentage of steam I mean some steam ovens will give you a percentage to add and some will have a different level as in low, medium or high Um, so if you add a low percentage of steam things will probably it's better for baking and things like that but it, it gives you more crisp, okay? The more steam you add, the more moisture retention you're likely to get in your dish. So probably better for a lasagna or something like that, pasta bake or something. So you retain more moisture, so you're not drying it out as much. Um, But the key to any recipe, and like I've said a gazillion times, is is time and temperature. Um, So you can experiment with the recipe's that you can find online or your standard recipes just stick to the temperatures that you know the times you might have to vary fractionally um, because steam does have an impact on time Uh, depending on your oven model the cavity you know some cavities like your oven at home some cavities are significantly smaller than others which will mean sometimes that it will cook a little bit quicker um, a little bit faster because just holds temp a bit better Um, so the temperature is the key part and the amount of steam. I mean, we get more questions about how much steam do I need to add or how much, you know, my oven has this many options, which one should I choose? So that's why with our recipes, we try and give people a guideline, um, you know, at a low level, a medium level or a high level. Um, if we get into percentages too much, it's almost impossible. I can't tell you that if you bake a lasagna with 50% steam and, or, and then bake another one at 60% steam I could never tell the difference and neither could you um, it, who knows mm. like it's it's such a small defining factor and remember when we're cooking these regular oven dishes lasagna pasta bake anything like that a cake for that matter it doesn't matter um, when we when we're cooking those dishes we're generally doing it at 130 40 50 60 70 80 90 200 degrees like it's quite hot and so... Most steam ovens work on cycles, and so the steam goes in in a cycle, and then because of the oven temperatures, it's actually evaporated reasonably quickly. So the first thing, and we've talked about this before also, but the first thing to understand is it's not going to make your food soggy. So generally, that's why... I try to tend to focus a little bit more on just the steamed recipes um, because the combination recipes aren't any r- realistically aren't any different to what you could find online. You just need to adapt it. How much steam do I want? And rule of thumb: more steam, less crisp; less steam, more crisp. That's the best way to understand it. How's well, that but- for a first start up <laughs> question to answer? Well, now okay, I can, the podcast now, now. <laughs> now that I can
0: get a word in. But one of the things I love about Um, a pasta bake or a lasagna are those crunchy bits around the outside that we all fight over and I'd hate to think that uh, by mixing steam that you lost those no
1: you don't lose them of course you don't oh yeah you don't lose them because your lasagna or your pasta bake is being generally baked anywhere between and I'm just throwing a couple of numbers out there 160 to 175 maybe 180 degrees still hot like rip roaring hot and you will still get those crunchy bits on the edges funny you should talk about those crunchy bits there's um one of the best chefs in the world created an entire dish and it is called the crunchy bits of lasagna and that's the dish just and look it up it's really interesting
0: I'll, I'll uh, ask you about this <laughs> off air and give yeah. you the name but it's also the crunchy bits on any roast meat and you, like yeah.
1: you know you, you, people need to get out of their head that it's not a combination cook won't prevent things from crisping up. So yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, was a prime example. We did some bread, and I told you that I used a high percentage of steam right throughout the bake of the bread because that bread is designed not to have a super crusty crust, like not super crunchy. It was still colored
0: mm. No, it was wasn't fantastic. It? Yeah, yeah, but it was, it was right. a much it
1: was a more like a brioche sort of yeah. without a crust. Yeah. It was really golden brown and beautifully colored, and nice and beautifully cooked and even and super moist inside. But it didn't lack color. If I wanted it to have more crust, all I would have done was flip it up the other way and go, okay, let's put less steam in during the cooking cycle. But really the the temperature is going to dictate More so than the steam is how much Mm. crust you will get. I mean, steam does play a part, no doubt, but a recipe isn't going to fail. That's uh, that's the best way to say it. A recipe is not going to fail due to you messing around with the amount of steam. The recipe is only going to fail if you mess up the temperature and the time.
0: Well, particularly in my Uh, or and
1: the preparation technique.
0: Oh yeah, Yeah. And, and we I know we discussed this earlier, but in my oven, it's so old that. We don't have the I think Linda's
1: angling for a new oven. Anyone oh, yeah. listening out there? Like no, no, every, I think it's once a week we eat. My oven is so old. I've got to
0: get Dougie on board here. <laughs> but uh but our oven is old as you know and yet yeah. all the recipes that you've cooked on there there's no we don't have the option of varying steam. It's no. just steam's on yeah. or Yeah. And some off.
1: and some are still like that. Um some ovens still operate like that, but the the benefit is is that I mean, since doing our original few batches of recipes, um, we've been able to take those recipes into like much more modern ovens and get almost identical results. It's just that we can play with it a little bit more um, as far as getting a bit of a better crust. Like- yes,
0: and I think for 98% of our listeners and the people that go to our website, they certainly do have ovens. As there's a growing momentum yeah. to buy steam ovens or combi steam ovens, they are of the more modern sort. And this yeah. is a, a really big issue for people who are looking at it going, well, I don't know how it works and I want to make sure I get the best out of it.
1: Yeah, and don't over... I mean, the trick is to not overcomplicate it. As much as I want to tell people to learn more about standalone steam cooking, and that that's a totally different cooking method, you, you probably your best entry point, your best start off to get some good results, is to start with a recipe that you know that you've been doing for a long time that has been done in your oven, your old oven, which didn't have steam. Do the same recipe and just add some steam to it. You know, you do bake it on a combi mode or cook it on a combination mode or whatever the brand calls it. Bake it on, cook it on that function, and I guarantee you, the recipe will be better because steam will assist with. In all sorts of ways, not only moisture retention and colour evenness and crisp and all the rest of it, um, but it makes all of your recipes better than what they were previously. Just using dry heat, steam also carries temperature better, so it helps carry the temperature in the oven much better than just standalone dry heat.
0: Well, I know that our our Combi steam ovens are forty-five centimeter, and it cooks a lot quicker than the big sixty centimetre one below. Yeah, which is what and I said before. Your yeah, cavity and, the and, cavity is smaller but it's yeah. it, it does heat up quicker. It heats up quicker, it retains yeah. the heat.
1: Yeah, I mean all of those things are pretty it's more so the time. due due to the cavity size. Yeah, but you sometimes you don't want to speed it up. you don't want to speed up the recipe.
0: No, no, but the, yeah. I just noticed that on the things that we used to cook yeah and now we do them in the combi steam oven, it is a few minutes shorter. Yeah. So I, yeah, we just that's our adaption is just checking
1: on it. It's yeah, quicker. and, and that was what I would suggest to everyone. We've got to remember also that most people that maybe are, have purchased or are purchasing or, you know, considering it is that your old ovens, and I'm, again, tiring everyone with the same brush, but your old ovens probably 20-odd years old because people don't buy ovens every two years, right? So it's probably somewhere between, I would say, 8 and 20 years old. And in that time, it's had a lot of wear, and the doors don't seal as well as they do now. You know, all mm. of these bits of technology that manufacturers build in. And when I say technology, I mean things like better hinges that close the door properly, keep the door sealed, better gaskets on the door so the the seals around the edges of the door, all of that stuff keeps better heat, better circulation of heat within the oven. All of that adds up to probably lessening the cook time which is why you need to probably keep an eye on the cook time but your temperature should stay consistent so your time will probably drop off a little bit you might you know your recipe might be done 10 12 maybe sometimes 15 minutes earlier so that's where you need to keep an eye when you're starting but as a start off point i mean if you have good success from your oven and just by baking a cake You're going to go back to the oven and use it again. If you have a fail, you're you're less likely to give other functions within the oven like standalone steaming a try. So do something that you're comfortable with first. Get that ticked and done and be happy and have a look at the result and see if you're happy with that. And if you have success, you'll come back to it and then you'll try some new things. But don't overcomplicate the combi cooking side of things. It's fan force cooking. Stick to your temperatures. Maybe adjust your time, depending on your oven, a little bit. Um, but And it's pretty much any fan force recipe on the internet. Steam cooking, which is the other side of it, standalone steam cooking, is different kettle of fish.
0: So I really wish when I first got ours installed and you were living in the country at the time, that I had asked you that because I tried something on steam that I'd never cooked before. And it was a complete disaster, which we've already gone over. Yeah. I don't want to bring it up again, but it was a complete disaster. And it did shatter my confidence a bit until mm. you came down and we had a big cook-up. So I think that's a great advice. Personally, for me, that's the takeaway. Cook what you're comfortable cooking. If, it, if you're new to the whole combi-steam and steam oven market and you've got a combi-steam oven, cook what you're comfortable cooking. See how it changes yeah. The, the potential time cooking on what you're comfortable on and get your confidence up with it yeah and it is really just an oven
1: it's a box that gets hot like I hate to you know be captain obvious but it is a box that gets hot
0: not as complicated as a dishwasher which I no. recently discovered yeah but it is just a box that gets hot and now throws water in which is a bit like a dishwasher but wow. we'll talk about those differences another time yeah but that is probably the takeaway is just. If you're new to them, just cook what you're comfortable cooking.
1: Yeah, and then when and you and will then... be you will be more likely to then have a look at doing some standalone steam recipes. I mean, culturally, if you like uh, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, America, probably South America too, steam cooking is not a big regular cooking medium, like. I I very rarely remember Growing up My mother steaming something
0: Chocolate puddings In those old fashioned containers Yeah And
1: maybe But more like Blanching something Or keeping something In a pot of boiling water Or hot water But steaming itself Cooking
0: the absolute You know Nightmare out of Beans and peas Yeah
1: All of that sort of stuff But steaming wasn't a Like You know I don't Like I don't remember Ever going down to the beach house And having steamed fish Not once like, well, we used no. to go down there every weekend. No. But if you look at uh, China, Japan, mm-hmm. uh, a lot more Asian cultures, steaming is a big part of daily cooking. Like, it's a huge part of it. Um, which is why I think we, and I say Australia, you know, New Zealand, um, we kind of haven't been able to embrace it as quickly. So, the thing with steam cooking, and back to sort of our topic du jour, Um, the thing with steam cooking is the reason that one of the reasons we started the website and the whole business was to get people to explore what you could actually do yes of course we've got combination recipes but standalone steam recipes and learning how to uh, work with temperatures with steam and that's where the major difference is versus stovetop or wok with a bamboo basket steaming is control of temperature like everything unfortunately always comes back to it but with the appliances the way they are now we can control it well we the manufacturers can control the temperature much better um and we can get totally different results to what we could have imagined with a steamer basket over a wok of water you know like and that that's one heat source the steam's coming from one place it's not all encompassing like it is in the oven and blah, blah 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 so you know, like we were just saying not three minutes ago, when you first get your oven or you're first exploring, you know, combi-steam cooking, just do something you're comfortable with and that you know, and then have a look around. And look, most recipes on the internet for steam will be just throw it in a bamboo steamer over a pot of water and let it rip. Now, that's effectively 100 degrees. And I've spent how much time telling you and telling everyone that I can that steam isn't just about that one temperature. Um, so, I mean, with you know, without trying to self-promote, the probably the best resource for steam cooking is us. Like standalone steam cooking is cooking with steam, just to get an understanding of variance of temperature.
0: And you're right because I that was a thing that threw me, and it hasn't changed. There's a lot of recipes. Um, from great cooks and, and home cooks about you know the some of the easy dishes the one pan dishes and muffins and cakes and and yeah they are enhanced by steam and they are the fantastic but you know when you're looking at cooking fish yeah I don't there's just still nothing
1: yeah there's not a lot, a lot other yeah. than
0: what we do because I
1: mean that's certainly you can Google like piece of steamed salmon but it'll be you know, There'll be 999 million hits, um, but it will be, you know, steamed in a steamer basket over a pot of boiling water and it'll say steam it for six minutes. Now, that's great. Yes, and we've had this discussion about will it be cooked. Yes, it will be. Will it be as good as it can be? No, it won't. Like, so that's the that's where we're coming from as far as the... You know, what should you attack with your when you get your steam oven or when you're learning and starting out? Start with something you know, start on the combi modes and see what they do to something that you already have tasted a million times before. And then when you want to learn a little bit more about the potential of your appliance, um, that's when you start exploring steam cooking. And then you get, like, I mean, we can talk about vegetables and stuff like that. The difference in doing your vegetables, you know, bamboo steamer versus... A combi steamer is nothing more than volume.
0: Yes, because as you said, it's the oven that the steam just rises is at one hundred C, yeah. one hundred C, or two hundred and twelve degrees Fahrenheit, for those oh, great yeah. number of people listening who aren't in <laughs> Australia. Yeah, we've
1: got the stats. Yeah, hello the to stats. our three American hello. listeners, <laughs> and hello
0: to the Canadians and the people from uh, the UK. And thanks so much don't, for listening the, and joining. us. No, the Canadians
1: here. do centigrade, do. don't they?
0: Yeah, or do they? I don't know. I'm not sure. I've never been. Oops, I've never been yeah. on the uh, list. Yeah. But you're right. And, and I you know, maybe that would be something to try if you if you've been bamboo um, over a boiling water pot, try it in the steam oven.
1: Yeah, and th- for something like a vegetable, there's no d- you're going to find no difference. The cook time will be almost identical. The benefit of your steam oven is you can do volume. So and you can you can do a lot more of the same thing versus what you can you can't fit three bunches of asparagus into a bamboo steamer but you can in your combi steamer
0: the other advantage Paul is that your steam oven will tell you when you're low on water and not just dry whereas well yeah your pot doesn't do that
1: no that's true I mean these days if you really want to be f- smart about it an induction cooktop with a timer will do the same job yeah thank so. you
0: for those people <laughs> who have an induction cooktop and uh that's not me in the room
1: uh. Uh, angling for one of those too no, now. No, no, really,
0: no, no. It's more just the uh, combi steamer than and Dougie, if you're listening. But he doesn't listen. Yeah, no. He is, he is my voice now.
1: Where's the support?
0: Oh, I know where's the support. But but you're right. I think that that's something that people need to explore more. Yeah. And it is just you know a bamboo. Or a basket over a pot of boiling water is at a hundred. Yeah, correct. And you keep but, taking off the lid and you keep prodding it yeah. to see it, and the, the more heat goes out, so it takes. Well, a you're bit also longer.
1: losing your steam, and yep. you know. So I mean, th- and we have exa- we have tons of examples on the website of using that temperature, and those recipes could easily be adapted to the bamboo basket model or the steamer over a pot of boiling water model. But what we can't do is all the other stuff that we're doing at different temperatures because we can't control the temperature of a pot of water, even on an induction cooktop, which is much easier to control. We can't control the temperature as well as we can in a closed cavity. Closed cavity is like an enclosed Mm. cavity. It's much easier to control temperature. So when we can control temperature, um, then we can start playing with temperature. So there's no way that I can fit Uh, 600 gram snapper realistically unless I've got a really big steamer and a really big wok um, but I guarantee you snapper done at 85 degrees versus 100 the one at 85 is like out now beats it hands down like it's better I don't like I'll argue this with anyone every day of the week it's much better Um, and then as we've talked about before when you learn how to do that and learn how to cook at temperatures other than just full tilt 100 degrees when you're steam cooking, um, if you get caught up doing something, you mess around, you you know, something, the phone rings, whatever, you have leniency of time. So you, things aren't going to overcook in the same manner. If, you're, if you've got a piece of fish in a bamboo steamer and it's over a pot of, over a wok of boiling water and it's, you know, it's, You've been told to cook it for six minutes and you get distracted and leave it in there for nine, ten minutes. Now, four minutes isn't long, right? But four minutes, that fish will be overcooked. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So whereas what we're trying to say is with our method is is just drop your temperature a bit, understand the place of temperature with steam with particular proteins, Um, and that's the biggest benefit of it is like... If you can get a home cook to understand that if they just work at different temperatures, they are almost 80% less likely to overcook something, how is that not appealing? Like, to people, you know? And it makes you feel good. Like, cooking, cooking better makes people feel... If they like cooking, I mean... You're not going to buy a five thousand dollars steam oven if you don't like cooking. Let's be honest. That's true. I mean, some people do, but you know, most people and anyone listening to this is probably generally going to be interested in cooking. Um, and when you get good results, like you want to go do it again, like you and
0: expand, uh, yeah, and, and expand get better, other, yeah. yeah,
1: and because everyone believes—I haven't met anyone yet, but everyone believes they have the inner ability to cook. Some people.
0: No, I know that look. I saw that look. Yeah, but some. And I just knew yeah, that me. Yeah, but. but no, no,
1: no. But some people just don't have the knack and it'll just never come to them. That's, you know, or that's fine. Or the interest, absolutely. Um, but there is no doubt in my mind it's like any other skill. The more you do it, the more you practice, the better you get. It's just what people don't have is patience.
0: And it's hard to waste thing like you're wasting food when it's so expensive. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, speaking of bread, which we did briefly, there's a lot of us that have recipes that we've used for years, and um, it all requires a certain amount of time, leaving on a bench or you know in a sort of a, a warm area. Yeah. Just as a rule of thumb, is there a rule of thumb even for you to say, well, if you've got you know a bread dough that's got this and this in it generally speaking you could prove it in the steam oven on 40 degrees for 30 minutes and that would be equivalent or that so would help you So probably the
1: best way uh maybe the best way to go about it is oh and she's done it again Lutes, this new she's apple thing Done it again that just for those of you that don't know our first uh. episode I actually Linda's phone rang and I commented on how much of a rookie she was and we're how many episodes in there no. like 20
0: It's this new Apple. I knew and, that they linked to our laptop.
1: And now sorry guys. And now I've talked right through the whole thing you can't edit it out. <laughs> so embarrassing for you ah, again.
0: Gremlins again.
1: um So the best way to maybe explain it is okay so you're no one's gonna make five kilos of bread. Right, they're not going to get a 5 kilo loaf on the go because it's you're just not you're not feeding an army so if you look at let's say and I'm not name dropping here but if you look at a standard KitchenAid mixer bowl right and I encourage people to mix their doughs in a KitchenAid is that your phone again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so standard KitchenAid mixer bowl you're probably comfortably getting a, a kilo loaf like total weight of the dough a kilo loaf. Now, most recipes will say for that sort of quantity of dough, you need to be an hour and a half to three hours, somewhere in that region for it to prove. I would suggest that between 35 and 40 degrees on a steam setting, that same kilo loaf, you can easily look at it and probably move to the next stage of the recipe after 45 minutes comfortably.
0: And the second proof when you well, if
1: you need if the recipe if you do need that. yeah, and generally, the second proof is much less anyway, um, you're not proving for the same amount of time because your dough will come out, you'll do what we call knocking it back, so you knock a bit of the air out of it, you shape it, put it into your tins, your molds, whatever you're doing, um, and the second proof because the yeast is already up and alive and active, and you know everything's sort of warmish. Uh, The second proves generally, you know, you can throw it back in there for 15 minutes and then you'll be ready to go. Like, So there is no rule of thumb, um, but if we think what would be normal at home, like a kilo loaf is a lot of bread, like a kilo dough in total weight, that'll give you a lot of bread. Like That's two full sandwich loaves, at least.
0: So a kilo loaf would be three to four cups of flour?
1: Uh well, no, because we don't work in cups, Linda. No, we don't do it. No, we work in grams. We do. Um, so a kilo loaf would be you're probably talking, uh, well, a kilo of dough, you're probably talking sort of 600 grams plus of flour, mm-hmm. and then you've got your liquids and whatever else you add. Um, but you can even probably up it a little bit. You know, maybe a little bit more than a kilo. I do a recipe that fits
0: reasonably
1: well in a KitchenAid which starts with 970 grams of flour and 400 odd grams I can't remember off the top of my head 4 to 500 grams of water so that's getting close to 1.5 and that's the, the sort of what the mass of the dough is so 1.5 kilos is a lot but I can get that proved in 45 minutes but there isn't a rule of thumb okay. there, there's not but you can pretty much if a recipe says 3 hours I'd be comfortable telling people you can halve the time and then possibly have it again but yeah yeah I would be doing any dough give it a good half an hour in the oven and then check it
0: at what temperature
1: anywhere between 35 and 40 but don't go over 40 yeah okay. if you get if you get into 40s and 50s uh, you're actually starting to I mean 50s not baking it but you're starting to cook it and okay. when you pull your dough out it'll have almost like cooked edges you know, when you put something in the microwave and the edges start to cook, it's kind of a little bit like that. So, but the key is to not go over forty.
0: Okay. Well, I think that helps certainly some of those old favourite recipes we have. Yeah. Yeah. Where you need to prove the dough. Yeah. And shorten that time so that fast loaf that I was looking at the other day that had three hours of of pr- pr- waiting on your bench top, I thought that's not actually fast. No. That's... Still waiting. That's a whole morning or a whole afternoon gone to make the. Yeah, but wait. I mean that's
1: it's, waiting. Yeah, but that's not active cooking. No, but it's yeah. No, I understand your point.
0: Yeah, it's just sort of thinking about it for lunch. You but the thing also,
1: the thing to remember is is that although I've done a bit, I haven't really tested it properly with sourdoughs. Like so, sourdoughs are different. We, I'm, I'm talking uh yeast leaven bread. So done with. Fresh or dried yeast.
0: So So it's it's very different when you've got the... Sourdough culture, culture. which is a
1: natural occurring yeast. Um, Yeah, that's a much slower proof process. You can actually... You do it in the... Well, I prefer to do it in the fridge overnight. So it's still proving, but it happens much, much slower. And I don't know how well you can speed up that process. We're still investigating, so I'll get back to you.
0: Okay. Well, I hope that gives everyone who's listening a a better idea on how to adapt their favourite recipes to start with and then just start trying, branching out, trying some new ones. Yeah. And I think that's really useful about the hint for bread and baking because I know that's an area that we love and uh, the team here like. So thank you for that, Paul.
1: No worries, Linda. See See you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.